everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to travel deep into the dungeon, a very short dungeon, uh, which is kind of funny for this game, but uh, an exciting dungeon nonetheless in the game. Welcome to the dungeon. This is a 2013 published game by Yellow and Oink Games, which is actually really cool. I didn't realize this was an Oink Games game until yeah, me too. I, recently I, I saw it. that and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I totally. But, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally had no idea. But as soon as I played it, I was like, "Oh, I could totally see this. Why this is a where uh, this is an Oink or original game or something." Or I don't know if they published with the Yellow to publish it overseas or what. But this feels like an Oink game for sure, uh, in all the best ways. <laughs> we, yes. I think we talked about the uh, rating system last time with that. Shut up and sit down. Did <laughs> we're kind mm-hmm. of like <laughs> there are some clunkers in the Oink uh, library for sure, but uh, there are some great ones as well. And this one. I think is definitely one of the good ones. So uh, let's get into this a little bit more. It is a uh, quick playing game. It's fairly light, two to four players. It's I'd say it says thirty minute playing time on the uh, board game geek page, but I, I would say uh, I'd say that's about average. You could you can probably do this a lot faster depending on your players and uh, how experienced they are with the game, of course, just like any other. And uh, it's accessible, I'd say, to a lot of ages and play styles or play um, experiences. Of board gamers. So, uh, how do we play this darn thing, Alex? Okay. Uh, so, this is one of those. It's a push your luck game, essentially. Uh, what's going to happen is the, the the idea behind it, uh, or at least the way I look at it, is it's it's a a bunch of people daring each other to go into a dungeon, and they're just like slowly taking away things. Like, oh, I can I can do that with my arms behind, tied behind my back, or oh, well, I could do it with my arms tied behind my back, and and uh, a some a person sitting on my back as well and someone's like well I can do that with one eye shut and you know and so you're basically daring each other to go into a dungeon and it, the dungeon's slowly getting worse and you're slowly having uh, less and less equipment to use as you go into the dungeon although I just recently read the the book and what it is is it's a they don't say it specifically, but it seems more like you're an overlord and you're just slowly, slowly removing uh, equipment from a single adventure. None of you are the adventurer. You're right, just right. removing it. So, so as if this adventure is going, what, I have to go and do what now? Wait, I <laughs> yeah. don't I don't have my shield in it? What is going on? Why do I have to go? You go down there. <laughs> yeah, you do this. <laughs> why, why am I doing this? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, the game is. It's, it's, it's I was gonna say that's very much how it feels. I think that's more an app, a more apt description because the when I when I was first described this game, I thought you each were individually saying, "Well, I can do this, haha," and then right. and then eventually one of you has to go. And uh, but yeah, it is very much there's one person, one character that is in. There's four characters in the box, and there's one of them is gonna do the run, but you're you're just taking away items from them. Uh, anyway, so continue. I just uh, that is a good clarification. Yeah. So but what happens is there's a deck of 13, uh, I guess, monster cards with, uh, that gets shuffled and uh, put to the side temporarily. Uh, and you pick in the in the box comes four different adventures, but you will only be playing or using one of them. You aren't playing as them again. You are <laughs> you are 
creating a sick, sick mind game uh, with one adventurer. Uh, the adventurer has their own uh, small amount of hit points, and they have uh, approximately, what is it, like six pieces of equipment. Uh, some of them just add hit points. Other, own, other ones allow them to overcome different monsters that will or, or will not be in the dungeon. Uh, everyone also starts with a reference card. This reference card is also there. It indicates how much health they have by flipping it over. Uh, the reference card just says what could possibly be in the dungeon and how many of each things there are. Uh, in that deck, there are monsters numbered one through nine. There actually is no eight. Uh, and there's two of every monster except for the six, seven, and nine. Uh, and that's basically how much attack they are worth, how many hit points they'll take away if if you don't have some other piece of equipment equipment to take care of them uh the game basically starts i think what is it the is it the hairiest person who started no that's that's the grizzled i'm sorry i just i just recently played <laughs> like, that <laughs> what sorry I, like, I don't remember that <laughs> i have no idea how they determined that start of start player. i can't, I can't remember, remember either we just, just i played so many games recently and i'm just like wait is it the sneakiest no it's not the sneaky that's clank dang i can't remember <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, and once again, I get. And I, it's always hilarious today that games have. If they don't have an obvious, clever thing that's easy to understand about who goes first, then just say you decide. Figure it out. <laughs> We're adults. We can do this. <laughs> right. All right. So there is a start player, and on their turn, they basically draw one card from that deck that was set aside, uh, and they look at it. Now they have two options. They can either add it to the dungeon face down, so only you and you alone know. Or uh, they can remove that, place it in front of them, and also with it, remove a piece of equipment. So either you're making the dungeon worse, or you're making the adventurer worse in in one way or another. Uh, And so this continues on, people will go around, and they have the option to either draw and pick one of those things, or they can decide to pass and say, this is too rich for my blood, I don't think I don't think anyone could survive this dun- dungeon, let alone me. Uh, and this keeps going until one person is left who hasn't passed, or the unlucky soul who hasn't passed. Uh, from then, it moves into the dungeon phase. Uh, the deck that was created for the dungeon is shuffled, uh, and then one by one, cards are revealed, uh, so that it will slowly lower the health. If if the adventurer has a piece of equipment that can take care of that monster, uh, then it is just removed. Uh, but if they don't, then it gets depleted from their total health, whatever that happens to be from the start. Uh, and if they happen to survive, a la they don't lose all their health by the time they get through the entire deck, uh, then they win and they earn a, it's like a golden scroll or something like that. That does not end yeah. the game, uh, but if they don't, if they don't happen to live through it, then they will flip over that reference card I mentioned before, turning it so that it's on its red side, meaning you are one step away from being dead. Uh, and this, the round rounds will continue just like this. It'll repeat over and over again until one of two things happens: either one person earns two scrolls, or there is one person who is still alive and everyone else is dead. Uh, that person is the winner, uh, and that is basically the entire game did i miss something i feel like i got everything uh, i don't think so that's uh i think that was everything as far as i can remember cool. uh, but yes. you never know maybe we'll remember something as we go here <laughs> <laughs> it's happened before um yeah this is a great little game i uh I, it's kind of funny with kind of what we were talking about before when i was originally told about the game I, and I, I was sort of excited that 
it, it was a little bit of a disappointment for me that I wasn't the adventurer, that I wasn't sloughing things off myself and then going down a dungeon, um, which is a totally different game. And someone out there can totally design that game, but it's more communal, which is which is fine. But uh, yeah, I, I like this game a lot. This is a fun one. I we've been playing it a lot as a family over the holidays, and uh, so Isaac doesn't quite get the full strategy of it, but he can be involved and and do his own. Um, he likes the uh, the the resources that each adventurer has, or the inventory that each adventurer has. The cool things about the adventurers are that they are drastically different. They kind of specialize in different things. The warrior is the one that they recommend you going down with first, and it makes sense. He's probably the most um, kind of diverse and uh, uh, for abilities that you can have. But then the other ones do things very differently. The rogue is the rogue is like really powerful, I think. And the mage is very interesting because he is uh, fairly weak in certain ways, but he has obviously, I can't, I'm trying to remember what his specialty is. I think it's, oh, no, I'm forgetting. We, like he defeats we said, we've monsters played this game with strength of three or less. He defeats golems. Uh, he can the golem. One's mo- yeah. Uh, yeah, the golem. Yeah. He can defeat one yeah. monster after you draw it once per dungeon. And he also, when you die, you come back to life with your adventurous hit points once per dungeon. Yes, the uh, the ring. Uh, no, what is it? The healing uh, potion is what that one healing is. Healing potion. Um, is that the mage? I thought the mage had. No, the mage has the. It has something similar. Uh, he has the. What is it? The. Uh, he just. Uh, ha- I don't omnip- think he has a healing potion thing. Omnip- He's got omnipotence. He doesn't have a healing potion. I think the rogue might have something. No, the barbarian yeah, definitely. The rogue, I'm, I'm, the rogue, the rogue has, and the barbarian the, also both has a healing, healing potion. Yeah, they, yeah, they both have that. Yeah, the barbarian. So there's a anyway. So the the monsters are numbered in strength and uh, the as you go. And so some of them specialize in defeating the the smaller ones. Some of them focus on the bigger ones while foregoing the smaller ones, which can be dangerous because they may be small, but those guys can tick uh, tick away at your hit points pretty quickly. Uh, all the characters have the same amount of hit points to start out with, which is eleven. And so it's just a it's a really fun and interesting balance of. Uh, taking it, you know, even if you end up being the one that runs the dungeon, you're going to want to probably take stuff away throughout the game. And then it's a balance of um, timing it right. So you don't have to run a dungeon. That's going to be really hard to, to run. Uh, And then, uh, but if, but uh, anyway, but also there's a really love excitement there to like it, not being sure what everyone else has put in the dungeon, what monsters are involved. Those are the ones that you know of and then running it and then just barely inching through is really fun and exciting. So this game has a lot of ups and downs and it's a great, it's a great party or not a party game, but a great uh, around the table game. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of player involvement and player interaction with this game, which is yeah. pretty great. I feel like there's uh, two strategies to take when you're uh, playing this game. Uh, there's either the strategy of I'm going to make this dungeon absolutely horrible and then get out at the last minute, or I'm going to make it seem like I'm making this horrible, but I'm actually making this the easiest dungeon ever to go through, and they think it's pretty bad. So, like, you're adding a bunch of low things or things that are, can already be taken care of, and you're removing all the horrible things that definitely can't be taken care of. And you're you're taking, like, for example, there's one where you can, uh, uh, a piece of equipment where you can just defeat the dragon. And so if you draw the dragon, you'll be like, oh, well, I'll take that out. 
and then also take out the piece of equipment that takes care of the dragon. So I know I don't have to worry about, but they're freaking out going, well, if the dragon's in there, I, I don't know what's going on. So there's always, there's so many different ways you can play it. And I tend to do the, I'm going to make this dungeon as horrible as possible and then back out at the last minute. Uh, what kind of strategies do you take? You know, I, I'm this game took me a long time to figure out the balance of strategy because I feel like it's, it's it's simple and the fact that you know um th- obviously the dungeons are going to get harder and that's a great that's a good point about using some a little bit of a uh bait and switch about uh what you're doing for uh, other players to uh kind of lure them into passing so you can run an easier dungeon but i don't know it's i'm still trying to figure it out and i think part of the reason is is that we've been playing each character like we're playing with isaac he just wants to keep cycling through the characters and so there's a balance of finding the right time, obviously, to pass, but I, I still haven't quite mastered <laughs> or figured out exactly the like the benefit of passing exactly at the right time, because all of these characters can easily run the dungeon if nothing is taken away from them. But suddenly, I don't know, there, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to capture what, <laughs> I'm having trouble capturing what I'm trying to say, but I feel like that's what I'm trying to say is there's more luck than I think you expect in here that is made by other players, of course, and I think it's a little arbitrary, or it feels, not in a bad way, but it feels a little arbitrary sometimes when uh, people are passing and and then suddenly you are, either they're stuck with it or you're stuck with it, and it just feels kind of like, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, <laughs> I guess it feels like there's less agency than I expected. Um, so strategy wise, I'm still trying to figure it out. I feel like there's no consistent strategy that I've been able to do so far. That's been like, uh, predictable on what it'll, how, how okay, close the, it'll be. The next question that I have is how often, like how many players are you usually playing with when you're playing? This uh, game? three, three or three two. Players? I mean, yeah, I feel like Jill in a two player game, a couple, but mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to predict what's going on, or at least you feel like you have yeah, a bit that more makes agency sense. with two, mainly because there's with a three or four player game, like you could have been like, oh, I'll just add one more thing. And then every like the line of three, you think, oh, there's three other people. There's no way they're all back out at once. And then they right. all do. And it's just like, oh, man, that was how really it was that one that tipped it for everybody. And it it can it can really it can really hurt. And a little bit same with three. But with two players, it's just the first person who passes that ends it. And so it's a lot more it's a bit more tight. And I like that. Uh, yeah. And also with two, any card you don't see is probably a card they saw. And so you have a lot more, all right, I know everything I put in there or I know everything I took out. So the, here is the list of things that they could have potentially put in there. And so it's right. very much a, a can I read what they're doing? Do, do, do I think they took that out because they put those things in there or do I think they took that out because they didn't put those things in there and they, they're trying to make it worse or they're trying to bluff it type of a thing. And so I like I really like the two-player experience and I've probably played it the two-player way uh, a lot more than I have any other way. And I, I, I do like it for that. Yeah, but that's a good point about the higher player counts is because uh, like with with three in my experience, as soon as one person passes, the next person's probably going to pass. So it's like it's always, well, I'm out. And then everyone's like, OK, well, I'm out, too. And then it's just a race to get out, um, because if you don't pass, then you're probably going to run the dungeon. If you don't immediately pass, then then it's going to skip over you. You're going to do something to make the dungeon slightly harder. But you can, you know, choose to make it 
uh, offset that by what you do to make the dungeon slightly harder. And then the next person, most likely, I would say, is going to pass because then it, it doesn't make sense for them to push the envelope even farther at that point because typically the dungeon stack's getting a little high and there's equipment that's <laughs> flying off the shelves. Um, so anyway, I guess that's what, what I was trying to say is that it felt a little predictable to me in that sense when the passing starts. Um, it's kind of like it's hard. It was hard for me to find the sweet spot of when to pass in that player count to guarantee that either I knew I was going to, or obviously if I pass, I'm not going to run it, but guarantee that it's hard enough for someone else to run and not going to be a breeze, but also, um, uh, staying a little bit longer means I'll probably run it and it'll be too hard. So I know that's part of the game. That is the game itself is to choose the right time to do that. But I think, I, I agree with you with the two-player count. I feel like there's more... This this does shine at two players. Shelly and I played this a couple times, two players, and I liked it. Three players... Also, keep in mind, I'm playing with a six-year-old, so that has a, <laughs> a part of the part of the issue with uh, understanding what other players are doing is that is a wild card. But, um, but anyway, I would really like to play it with four to see how that diminishes or uh, offsets the, my experiences with three. Uh, have you played it much with three or four, or do you... Pretty much only play I've played with a two. few games with three, and I think I've played maybe one or two games with four. I think it was uh, I brought it to work one day, and so we played that. Uh, yeah, but I it's a, a large majority is 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 two two players. So what was the when you brought it to work? What were the what was the reactions for everyone at the table? Did they immediately get it, or was it did it feel like there was a bit of a learning curve to find kind of find that sweet spot and when you're and how you're supposed to pass and things like that? I think there's a, a pretty quick learning curve. Like the first time you go through, your, most people pick up, a, oh, okay, I've just made this way worse for everybody. Or, oh, oh, wait, <laughs> I forgot when I draw a card, I don't have the option to just back out right there. When you draw the card, you're making something yeah. worse. And that sometimes that just doesn't click for people. It's just like, oh, I thought I could just, you know, just take this out. I forgot I had to also take a piece of equipment, which can be really bad because there are definitely times where you know, like, all right. Anyone could – I know I just have this feeling that no matter who goes through this dungeon, they're going to make it. But as soon as one more card gets drawn, no matter what happens, if something, any equipment piece gets taken out or if that anything gets added to that dungeon, no one can make it through. I know that. And that's the worst possible situation you can be in because it's like, <laughs> oh, God, I, I have to draw it, but I can't draw it because as soon as I draw it, I, I've lost. But as soon as I don't draw right. it, I've lost. And so it's the, that's the worst part. And so sometimes people don't quite pick up on that fact of, oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to make this worse no matter what I do. I need to back out now type of a thing. Or I in the four-player game, you do have that option of, okay, I can back out now, but I might be able to push off that that decision on the next person maybe they'll be the one to you know pick it up and make it worse because you know i know whoever goes through right now is going to live but hopefully someone else isn't smart enough to realize that <laughs> yeah yeah i i want to get this played more i'm going to bring it uh, i didn't have a chance to bring it to my uh, game night last week because we have had crazy storm snowstorms uh like these bomb cyclone things or whatever they're called um, inver- inversions or I don't know whatever they call it. Anyway, we're getting like tons of snow dumped on us, <laughs> like twelve inches in a day, and uh, yeah. So needless to say, no one wanted to drive. Uh, so I missed that play. So anyway, I've only been playing with my family, but I would really like to play with some gamers uh, that aren't six years old 
uh, to get the adult experience with this because it is fun and I really do think it's a great family game because you can kind of house rule it a little bit for the player age but it's pretty accessible for all ages uh, out of the box but anyway that's I think what's missing is that I'm just not playing necessarily with three people that fully understand the strategy <laughs> because uh because uh, it's usually like Shelly or I will will pass and then Isaac will either I don't know we'll kind of tell him what to do <laughs> or suggest <laughs> to him what to do um so anyway yeah I I really enjoyed the game I I uh I think this is a light uh, enough game that you're probably going to want to bring something as well uh with this like a, maybe another light game to play if you're taking it out what what do you think how many how many rounds would you typically play i mean typically the game plays over several rounds uh you need to yeah. lose uh you either need to win a dungeon twice to win the game or, or there's the player elimination twice. in that if you do um fail a dungeon twice you're out of the game so right. how many how many uh, how long do you usually spend with this game I mean, a, a game with a two-player game, it goes pretty quick. The the, the, yeah. the long game usually is with the four players, just because there's more possibility for oh, now we've all taken damage once, and you've got one scroll, and I've got one scroll. It takes a while to get all those cycles through. So with two people, which is what I'm usually playing with, it it goes pretty fast. Um, and we tend to play two actual games of it, um, and we tend to switch out. Oh, we played with the barbarian this time. We'll play with a rogue next time. So we usually gotcha. tend to play two games. So it it takes it takes a good chunk. Um, I I feel like it, this isn't definitely isn't a go to game. I think that's partly because one, my wife isn't a huge fan of it. She definitely enjoys it. I think she prefers it actually um, with uh, more players. So when we do play two players, she's not like, oh, yeah, this is great. And I think there are certain uh, characters that she, when we play with them, she's like, I just don't I don't like it. I have a hard time predicting what's going to happen with those particular characters. Right. And so she she likes to play with other ones more. So it's it's a it's a mixed bag, essentially, for me. But I mean, I like it, but it definitely isn't, I don't know, up there for me. Yeah, that's kind of what I, I was feeling as well. Like, this is not a bad game by any means, and I would absolutely play this game if someone brought it up. Um, but it is, it is. Uh, I don't know what it is though. I don't. I don't know if it's like too simple, or you're just too dependent on what everyone else is doing. Because there's a logical time when you'll pass, and then there's also a logical time when you will keep going. It and it's that obviously the skill comes in and trying to figure out exactly the right moment to uh, stay in versus pass. And that's where the, uh, you know, the strategy of the game is, but it also feels like there's times where it feels like, Oh, I'm kind of trapped here. I, I either made the wrong decision and now I definitely am going to be running this dungeon and it is literally impossible for me to get through. Uh, it's not even close. It's not even like, Oh, I kind of made it. It's like, Oh, three monsters in and I'm dead. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's it or, or what, but I kind of agree. Like, I, I like the game, and I think it's fun. I think it's worth picking up. It's twelve bucks right now on Amazon, and you, I've also seen it uh, in local game stores and bark and uh, with markdowns. It's it's around. You can get it in a lot of places for very inexpensive, and I would recommend picking it up uh, if you have, as a fun experience. But I kind of agree with you that it's not quite a. I'm going to grab this off the shelf first, and then something else. This is sort of an afterthought. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's. Let's uh, let's get into the like uh, taking it out nitty gritty here, um, what, and uh, how it actually 
works on a table. So this does work really well as a taking out game. It as a central playing area where you're going to have a draw deck for the dungeon and then a growing um, dungeon pile of those cards as they're added to the dungeon that's going to uh, start stacking up so you're going to have two stacks of cards on, on the table that everyone has to reach and somehow and then you're also going to have the way we did it is put the the main character that you're working with in the middle of the table and all of their inventory there too that everyone should be able to reach so they can grab them out as necessary you in front of you have a player reference card which tells you uh, it shows you the num numerical value of the cards in the deck and how many of them there are. And so that allows you to, it helps, it's a really actually a really good player aid for this game because it allows you to kind of quickly do some mental calculation on, okay, I'm just, I just drew this card, so I'm either putting it in or I'm taking it out. I know that the dragon's not a factor now because I took him out. Um, so that it's a really good reference card. It's two-sided. And uh, but it's just the size of a normal card, so that's just going to be in front of you. And then as you're playing the game, if you're taking cards uh, and inventory items out of the dungeon, you're going to have another little group of cards in front of you. But I don't know, probably not more than two or maybe three in a game, I would say. <clears throat> so that's pretty small. So and that's also movable. You can tuck that aside wherever you need to do that. Um, but uh, so anyway, it lends itself really well to taking out. We played this at a restaurant several times, and it worked really well as our as our food was coming. We just sort of maneuvered it around <laughs> around the game or moved the game around the plates that were arriving, and uh, we were able to finish our round and stuff. So I think that works really well taking out. Like we mentioned before, it's it's a great. Uh, there's a lot of like conversation over the game. The one thing that I think the game does really well, and a lot of Oink games do this, the best, the good ones do this, is there's uh, it sort of inspires and encourages table talk and discussion and a little bit of like a little bit of trash talk uh, over each other. Especially this game where you're kind of daring each other to just push your luck a little bit farther for one more round and uh, uh, hope that you aren't the one that gets caught holding the bag and running the dungeon. So I think that works really well for this game, or it does that really well. Uh, I, I, I totally agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, downsides. Can you think of any? The only thing I can think of is that the, um, the inventory and the uh, characters are cardboard, so potentially if there's a spill, those could be... Uh, an absorb an absorption problem with that stuff, but I think it's pretty minimal. Um, yeah, it's minimal, and to be honest, that you don't. Uh, I always worry about cards getting wet more often than I do of tokens, mainly because tokens don't usually need to be kept secret. Whereas cards, sure. it's kind of important that the cards all look very uniform to each other, and so that's. Uh, and and since the game is so small, chances are you're probably not going to get a lot of moisture going on this it's not one of those things where there's going to be things everywhere it, it's it stays pretty contained so yeah yeah i i think it's uh, yeah the risk of this or worry of this getting damaged i mean you're probably if you buy this game you're probably getting enough playthroughs of this where you've you've probably it's worth the money you spent and if you have to buy another one if you like it that much uh you know it's not no skin off your back um yeah okay so who is this not for the this is probably not for heavy gamers that are looking for a deeper experience. This is pretty light. Um, yeah. I would say it's the push your luck is the main mechanism within this game. So if you're not a big push your luck fan or you, that just kind of turns you off, that's probably you know not going to be 
your game or not going to be something that you're going to have a ton of fun with. That being said, it's light and fast and it's silly. And I think anyone could probably have uh, get some enjoyment out of it, at least for one playthrough, they'll probably have a good time. Like we mentioned before, you'll most likely you're going to grab another game after this game is done and segue into something else. But it's good. It's decent at what it does. I think it's it's pretty functional. What else could we yeah. say for positives or negatives? Or is there anything that strikes you as something that would just turn someone off completely or a reason for someone to check out this game that uh, maybe not? I can't think of any other reason there. I mean, th- those are pretty much all of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think we ended it now. <laughs> let's get to the, cru- let's get to the crux of the matter. Would your mom play this? Would I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like your mom, this is probably a little too much of the, there's too many additional variables around the press your luck that are, I think, uh, I don't know, just not up in, not in her wheelhouse or not in her interest that would uh, push this game off the, the list for your mom. What do you think? I Am think I you the, are right, right track. <laughs> you are right on the nose. I don't think she yeah. like there. Uh, yeah, there's just too many decisions that of ooh, do I draw? Do I not draw? And after I draw, do I add it? Do I not? And there's all these pieces of equipment that you have to kind of like have a good idea to play well. You kind of be, need to know. All right, well that one's gonna make it so much worse, but that one's gonna kind of dare that. And it's a lot of like decisions, and that that's not that's not how my mom likes it. But she likes it to be quick and clean easy decisions and this is definitely not one of those games so no my mom would not enjoy playing this one yeah <laughs> all right well there we go so uh, but other than that i think it's it's worth checking out like i said before uh it's a it's an inexpensive game it's it's unique i really like seeing what oink attempts uh, i would say this is definitely not uh one of their bad games but they all have kind of a unique take and this is no uh, exception. I think it's it's a great take on the push your luck and quick dungeon me- mechanism or running the dungeon mechanism. Uh, have you played the expansion or there is it a it's a sequel? It's like Welcome Back to the Dungeon or something like that. Yes, it is called Welcome Back to the Dungeon. I haven't played it. I have looked into it. Um, it's basically a pretty much the same game. It has four new characters. It still has the deck of cards with a bunch of monsters, and it's the same essential monsters, but now they have different icons to indicate, oh, this is the equipment that can take care of these things. But it does add another element to it. Uh, it adds a another special monster deck, and I can't remember you, what happens is there are these special monsters that you shuffle, and I think you add just like one or maybe two in there, depending on how you want to play it. Uh, and these usually are bad, but occasionally can be really good. And they are they are variable monsters. So there could be something where the monster, yeah. oh, uh, its health is determined, uh, or how much it attacks is determined on how much equipment you have left. Or it could be, oh, if this particular thing is in there, then it has a, a health of, it has an attack of four. But if, you know, the you know there aren't any of these left and it has a, an attack of eight and so or it could be something where it actually helps you and i can't remember what that one is but yeah it's it adds a little bit of even more of the unknown so with as we were saying with with welcome to the dungeon it's oh i i know that one's got to be in there you know every single monster that could be in the deck whereas with this one it adds that little thing of I don't, it could be any of these things. This could be in there or that right. one could be in there. It adds a little bit of mystery, which I think might be nice. I, 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 I've heard tell that most people tend to like welcome back to the dungeon better. Uh, sure. and so I'd definitely be willing, willing to try it. It seems interesting. Uh, and you, 
technically can mix the two. You just have to be able to keep track of, okay, wait, this takes care of those. It's mostly just keeping track of what numbers associate with which. So you don't really need to have both, but it doesn't, it's not, for for people who haven't played the game before, it's going to be kind of confusing if they don't see the same exact uh, things or, you know what I mean? The, yeah. the labels aren't exactly the same. Yeah, I I would actually like to try this one. I kind of wonder if this would f- be more fitting uh, to like uh, an experienced gamer. Like it seems like it's a little bit more gamier of a game. There's more variables to consider than uh, just the straightforward welcome back. So uh, anyway, take that under under consideration, everyone, and uh, take a look at that one if that interests you. Uh, otherwise, that is Welcome to the Dungeon by Yellow and Oink Games. Uh, check it out. I think it's worth a check out for sure. Did did we say who the designers were? I forget. Oh, we did not. I'm I'm so sorry, <laughs> designers. <laughs> All right, it's designed. Uh, it was designed by Masato Uesugi. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Apologies if that is incorrect. And uh, many artists on here. Uh, I will let you guys look those up. But they are. They did a great job. They're very, very uh, varied. Wow, quite a lot of artists. Um, but anyway, that is. Welcome to the dungeon. Uh, check it out. I think it's definitely worth checking out. And uh, if you want to check us out, uh, we look forward to meeting you guys or talking to you guys on the next episode. But in the meantime, you can reach out to us in several ways to let us know how we're doing. Uh, we we'd love to hear your thoughts about our recent summation episode that we did. We're now back on doing our next twenty-five or so to get to our next summation and uh, top five lists. See if those have changed. So. If you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us in several ways, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Chits and, Ch- Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, Chits eavesdrop.com. And chat. Chits, Chits and, and Chat. The yeah, letter, Chits, the letter N, <laughs> Chat. <laughs> yes, I always forget. I always say that wrong. Chits and Chat, Twitter and Instagram. And you can go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and go down to the Chits and Chat uh, flash page and check that out where you can see Alex and my uh, cartoonized or uh, what do they call that uh, illustrated heads sort of yelling at each other in a weird way or look no we're just staring at each other turn around and goes nah. anyway <laughs> I love the the splash design that uh, our, our Koji Krill who is a friend of mine who did that design did a great job so anyway if you haven't been there you should check it out and on that page there is a uh, form that you can fill out to comment on or send us a comment or a question and we'd love to hear from you guys so till next time we'll be here we'll be playing games that's what we'll be doing we'll be, do- we'll be doing things <laughs> we'll be doing stuff and we'll tell you we'll about be doing it. stuff stop <laughs> taking away all of our equipment you're making things so much harder <laughs> we'll be eagerly anticipating hearing from you guys and working on the next episode of chits and chat so see you guys then bye <laughs>